0: So good to see each of you in our sanctuary today. Those that are in our overflow over in the FMC and those that are viewing online, we greet you in the strong name of Jesus today and are just so excited to uh, be back together and have the community. We've missed this over the last 12, 13 weeks. Last Sunday was our first day back. Uh, in person, of course, and uh, what a great day, what a celebration. The presence of the Lord was strong in this house, and he's here this morning. We're glad you're with us today. Get your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 11. It's a very familiar passage. We're working on this theme of just reopening the campus, and last Sunday we talked about return. And I shared with you five things that are never going to change regardless of what the world situation is. We've got all kinds of uncertainty going on, and we've lived through unprecedented times here in these past few weeks. But as we come back to church, I just felt impressed to remind each and every one of us what we're returning to and some things that are never going to change as we bring Christ and people together at Midland Valley Community. We talked about discipleship, friendship, Partnership, stewardship, and worship. And again, it's just a beautiful depiction and picture of what the church is. Church has not been canceled through any of this. The church just left the building. And we have been practicing all of those things. But as we come back together, we begin to emphasize uh, things that are needed. Today, the word is going to be restored. Last Sunday was Return. Today is Restore. Next Sunday we're going to deal with Revive. But as we talk about Restore today, it's going to be a message that I trust will be a faith builder and will be an encouragement to you. I really believe this will be a word today that... It can help all of us in the days to come, so get you a piece of paper if uh, you uh, have one or they're in your Bibles, get ready to take some notes. Hebrews chapter 11, and let's just read the first six verses. This is the great faith chapter of the Bible, Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, you keep having examples here, and it goes through the whole chapter, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life, so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away, for before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And then we're all familiar with this phrase. Let's get it today. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we get in this Word today, I pray, Lord, that the Word will come alive to us. Holy Spirit, would You do the teaching today? Would You preach today? And we'll be careful to give You the highest praise it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray and ask this, and everyone in agreement say, Amen. A number of people during the last three months have said to me, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm struggling with all of this, and I don't understand all of this, and even some have gone so far as to say, I'm, I, I'm not in a good place. Spiritually, it feels like I've kind of taken a step backwards. That's why we need to today emphasize restoring our faith. Sometimes you can lose faith, even in the best of things, in people, and even in regard to the church and the Almighty. So how can we restore our faith? Just write that in the introduction uh, of your notes, if you would happen to have them, on your device. Or just write that down. How is our faith restored? I'm going to give you six ways here this morning. Number one, believing when I don't see it. How do we restore our faith? It starts with believing when I don't see it. Now... The world says you've got to see it in order to believe it. But if you, if you listen closely, and you Bible readers know, Hebrews 11, verse 1, faith is the assurance, the certainty of what we're hoping for, but the evidence is not seen. And we literally have to use faith eyes and look beyond just this physical world and all that is wrong with it, and all the suffering, and all of the strife that is going on, all through Scripture we are encouraged to live by faith. And when we get done with this journey, and we make it to the other side, the Bible says that the welcome we're going to get is something like this, well done, good and faithful servant. So it's not about being the biggest and being the best and being more talented than anybody else. It's faith that is going to get us through this journey. It's faith that is going to make us one day here. well done, good and faithful. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith then is visualizing the future. It's it's seeing right now what is going to happen tomorrow. An illustration of that would be back in the early 1960s. Some of you would remember this. President then John F. Kennedy said America is going to put a man on the moon by the end of that decade. And when he said that, everybody at NASA went, What? They didn't even have the invention." that was needed to put a man on the moon at that time. But a statement was made about what tomorrow could look like. A vision was cast, and by the end of that decade, America had a man on the moon. Now, let's break it down into just our lives. Every Monday morning, we have a staff meeting. And we are blessed with an incredible staff here at Midland Valley Community, And we review what has happened the previous Sunday, the previous week, but then the most important thing we do is start looking forward to what is going to happen this next week and to even begin to visualize what next Sunday is going to look like. And, and, and we go way beyond next Sunday and go into next month and uh, into the next season of ministry here at the church. And we've been doing all these Zoom meetings during this time. I think tomorrow meeting we're going we're, we're gonna to come back together in person for the first time. And I love when we just start creatively start envisioning what the future is going to look like right here at Midland Valley Community. I I love hearing Pastor Penny talk about what what she envisions when we open up Kid's Way again. And uh, let's just keep praying that we just keep moving forward inch by inch, little by little each week. And uh, she, with faith eyes, will talk about what that day is going to look like. Now, now put it into your family, uh, your marriage, your kids. During this time, it's been rough, it's been difficult, but by faith, Let's start start believing for some things that we haven't even seen yet in regard to uh, some health issues, some financial issues today. And and you can't see a way right now where there's going to uh, be a way that, that you can overcome and make it through all of this by faith. Today, on purpose, this is a choice. Let's just choose today to restore our faith. How do we do that? It's believing when we don't see it. Number two, write this down, obeying when I don't understand it. How are we going to restore our faith? Believing when we don't see it. It's not by sight, but by faith eyes. And then obeying, even when I don't understand it. Messy you a question, has God ever asked you to do something and it just didn't really make sense? And, and you tried to talk God out of it? I, I, I've done that many times. And, and, and sometimes we even go so far as to say, well, now, God, if I were you. That's not a good conversation. When we, we start trying to tell God what He should do, I remember early in my ministry the still small voice of the Holy Spirit prompting me to go see a man that was affiliated with the church I was pastoring, but he was not a professing Christian. And I remember hesitating and thinking, "Uh, I'll get around to that some other time. It's not real urgent. And I still felt that still small voice saying, Go, go. And, and I'm so glad early on in my ministry I learned obey. That still small voice of the Holy Spirit, even when you don't understand it, even when you think this could wait, I went to see the guy. And would you believe the time was right, the Holy Spirit was working, and actually had the privilege of leading the guy to the Lord, and would you believe within a couple of weeks, tragically, his life was taken in an accident. And over and over again I've said thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for for prompting me to activate faith even when I didn't really understand it. Now there's a great illustration later in Hebrews 11 of this concept of obeying when I don't understand it. God told Abraham to just pack up and leave. And Abraham said where am I going? And God said, uh, you've never heard of it. That's, uh, that's literally what, what the Scripture says. And, and, and Abraham said to God, he said, well, how long is it going to take? And God said something like this, you'll find out. Just trust me. How will I know when I get there? I'll let you know, God said. I couldn't help but think, Pastor David, of you and Paula. As you're going to be leaving us shortly, and uh, we hate to see them go. By the way, next Sunday we're going to honor them, and the church already has something prepared for them, but we're going to put some baskets out back where the offering boxes are. If you'd like to bring a personal card and expression, that would be wonderful. But Pastor David has done an incredible job here at Midland Valley Community and with uh, Midland Valley Christian Academy, and, and yet in his heart of hearts just kind of felt released and, and uh, that, that God was saying, uh, go. And as he broke the news to me and the staff, I really don't have an assignment. I really don't know exactly what it is that God has in store for me. But you know what that's called? It's called living by faith. And trusting in that still small voice that God knows best even when we do not understand. So how do we restore our faith as as we hope to get back to some kind of new normalcy in these days? Believing when we don't see it Obeying when we don't understand it. Number three, write this down, giving when I don't have it. Giving when I don't have it. Now, I love Pastor Penny's message up here this morning. Teaching our children, teaching our kids the importance of seeking God first, even with our possessions, even with our pennies. And if we can start early, it's a lot easier later. Giving. As I read the text, there's a reference to Abel in the book of Genesis that gave a better offering than his brother. And God commended him for that. It was given with priority. It was the best. It was not the leftover. How do we restore our faith? Let me challenge you. Put God first, even in your giving. I uh, have been amazed. Pastor Mike o mentioned it here this morning how you've been faithful stewards during this time. Back in January, we took a whole month and talked about the importance of Christian stewardship, biblical stewardship. God owns everything. And yet we put him first. There's, there's literally a message in Scripture. Jesus hits this over and over and over again to a large degree. How we use what God has given us determines in a large way how God blesses us. Now, you know me. I'm not a health, wealth, prosperity preacher, but I'm not afraid to talk about money because Jesus talked about money more than He did heaven and hell combined. And I think He knew it was going to be the test of our faith. And, and as, we, as we grow and as we move forward in these days, how do we restore our faith? Believing even when we don't see it. Obeying even when we don't understand it. And I would challenge you, giving even when we don't have it. My dad taught me early on, I told you this back in January, the importance of paying our tithe, giving God the first, not the leftover. I've heard so many people say down through the years, well, Pastor, I want to tithe, but by the time I pay my bills, there's just nothing left. That's true. But if you put God first. Now, again, I learned that early on. I kind of had a lesson from my dad, what Penny just showed us up here today, for the children But I've got to confess this to you today. In my first pastorate, Tammy and I hadn't been married long. We didn't have any money. We didn't have anything. Of course, back then, we didn't know we didn't have anything. And that kind of made it easy. But, uh, and I, I, you know, I I don't have sad stories. Like I, you know, walked uh, barefooted in snow five miles to school and that kind of stuff. But, uh, Tammy, tell you, there were days early in our marriage. We, uh, I remember Tammy counting out pennies. 199 pennies to go get a gallon of milk. And I remember one time, just back in a, in a closet in the wintertime, reaching into a coat pocket, found a $10 bill, and it, it felt like it was all the money in the world. And uh, we got so excited, went to Captain D's. <laughs> got shrimp scampy. We saw an ad on TV, looks so good, got there and it was horrible. <laughs> Wasted our money. But I was thinking about coming to church this morning. It, it hit me. And it, this, is, this is the lesson I want you to get giving, even when you don't have it. It was Saturday afternoon. We hadn't been married long. Living in a little apartment upstairs. best feature of that second floor apartment was a little balcony. You had a banister rail out there. Saturday afternoon, Tammy said, well, we going to have to eat tonight. And I had to make a choice. I had my checkbook out. I'm getting ready to write my tithe check for tomorrow morning. Or am I going to go to the grocery store and get some groceries? I decided I'm going to make out the tithe check. Just say, God, we're going to put you first. Started looking around in the fridge. Found three hot dogs, three weenies. And a little pack. It was already open, but there were three left. And I thought, well, I'll fix supper tonight. Two for me, one for Tammy. And we had a little hibachi grill. Remember hibachi grills? And I set it up on that banister rail out on that little balcony. And I, I was going to cook the meal. And three, three hot dogs, three weenies on there. And I wanted to get them good and done. So I, I kind of went to turn them over. And one of them rolled off. And fell all the way down to the ground. Man, I went running back through the house. And Tammy said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to get supper. <laughs> And I ran downstairs, and I ran. it was out in the yard, and I picked it up. And the guy that lived down below us, he was sitting on his patio. He said, what in the world are you doing? I said, I'm getting my supper. And back upstairs I went and washed it off, put it back on the grill, and we had supper. I'll never forget. Just a little simple story like that reminded me, you put me first, I'll take care of you. We've not missed any meals. God is faithful. If we will put Him first, and I just challenge you in everything. Now remember, stewardship is more than money. That's part of it. But your time, your talents, everything you have, give. Even when it seems as though you don't have it, how do we restore our faith? Believing when I don't see it. Obeying when I don't understand it. Giving when I don't have it. Number four, persisting when I don't feel like it. Write that one down. Persisting when I don't feel like it. Now, now this is a tough one. Again, because we've been going through some difficult times, and with the pandemic, and then with all this racial strife and tension that's going on, there, there's there's almost an attitude that well, I'm just going to wring my hands of this. And and I'm just going to step away and I just don't know what to do and I just don't feel. Now what does the Bible say? We live by faith, not feeling. Oh, thank God for the feelings. Thank God for the mountaintop experiences. Thank God for the days that we feel it. But if we're going to restore our faith and if we're going to be effective in the days to come in bringing Christ and people together together, If we're going to live in the victory, the Bible says faith is the victory. If we're going to live in all that God has designed for us and purposed for us, there are going to be days we're going to have to pick ourselves up when we don't feel like it and keep moving forward. Get in the Word of God when you don't feel like reading it. Get on your knees and pray when you don't feel like praying. When, 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 when there are, are those thoughts that say, well, I, I just, I'm going to take some time off from church, don't give in to that. By faith, just persist, even when you don't feel like it. Corey Ten Boom said, if you look at this world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Jesus Christ, you'll be at rest. There's a whole lot of people that have been depressed. Depression has been a huge issue during this time that we've been away from one another. The focus is keep your eyes on Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God, even when you don't feel like it. Just keep on persisting. This is talking about restoring our faith, believing when we don't see it, obeying when we don't. Understand it. Giving when we don't have it. Persisting when I don't feel like it. Number five, thanking before I receive it. Write that one down. Thanking before I receive it. i never forget, years ago a lady testified in church. and I mean, she was kind of just on her high horse and she said, God said it. I believe it, and that settles it. She got done. Another guy, brother, he jumped up and he said, God said it, and that settles it. Now, her testimony was good, but the old man's testimony was better. You understand this? God said it, and that settles it whether we believe it or not. So there's got to be this sense that we understand really what faith is, this this aspect of Believing when I don't see it, it's the assurance that everything's going to be all right, but I don't see the evidence of that. Listen to this. Faith doesn't mean you believe God can do something. He can do it whether we believe it or not. Faith doesn't mean believing He will do something. That's hoping. Faith is literally you and I claiming He's doing it. And we give Him thanks in advance, believing the answer is already on the way. Now this is where sometimes, again, we Nazarenes struggle with this. Oh, he's, he's going into that, name it and claim it and blab it and grab it, and I'm not sure we do that. You don't have to worry about this. This is Hebrews 11 faith. This is Bible faith. Trusting God to the point that we'll go ahead and thank Him in advance. See, I don't think you have to beg God over and over and over and over and over and over and and again. I think what we do is pray in faith and then start thanking Him. Hello? Start thanking Him, believing the answer's on the way. Let's just say this. If if I were to write John Albright down here this morning a check for, say, $1,000, all right, Got an amen out of him on that. If I were to write him a check for $1,000, you wouldn't wait until you cash that check to thank me for it, would you? Well, maybe maybe you would. <laughs> he kind of hesitated on that. I, he, he might want to see if my check was going to bounce. But, uh, but do you see what I'm saying? You get a check for $1,000, thank you. We would say immediately. You wake up in the morning, you realize every day is a gift that you can't put a price tag on? Thank you. And we just begin thanking. Oh, Don't start the day, oh, Lord, when's the answer going to come? Oh, here we go again. This world's a mess. America's going to hell in a handbasket. What are we going to do? What if we wake up in the morning and just start thanking God for the peace That passes all understanding. That we could actually go out into this society and be part of the answer and not be part of this problem. Bob Schromberg and I played golf Friday and Bob hit the nail right on the head. He said all this racial tension, it's a heart issue. And if we can just model... And, and, and not wait for somebody else to solve this. And not wait for. But just wake up every morning, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. And now I'm going to activate faith. Doesn't matter if I feel it or not. What I've found so many times, folks, and I'm the preacher, I'm confessing to you, there are times I'm not real excited about reading the Bible. But every time I go ahead and resolve, I'm going to get in the Word of God. It doesn't take long. The Word of God gets in me. And and all of a sudden, man, the feeling comes. But we activate it by faith. So how do we restore our faith in these days where some of us have said, man, I'm kind of in a bad place and I'm taking a step back and how do I get into that place where I want to be in my relationship with the Lord? Six things, believing when I don't see it, obeying when I don't understand it, giving when I don't have it, persisting when I don't feel like it, thanking before I receive it. And then here's the last one this morning. Number six, trusting even if I don't get it. Trusting even if I don't get it. They say, wait a minute, Pastor, you're, you're, you're talking about let's, let's activate our faith here and start thanking in advance and the, the, the victories on the way and the checks in the mail and it's all going to turn out great. Trusting even if I don't get what I've been asking for. You do realize sometimes God knows best. And we think we know what we need, and we ask, and we ask in faith, and we begin to thank God in advance, but the Bible is full of illustrations, and if you want to have some fun, go home this afternoon, read the rest of Hebrews chapter 11, and you're going to get incredible stories over and over of, by faith, you had this great victory by faith. You have this, this, this incredible miracle by faith. And then you get down to the last two verses. And even before that, there's, there's, there's a wording that goes like this. After all the stories of success, after all the stories of victory, and others were slain by the sword were eaten by the lions, did not seemingly in this earthly realm get the answer to prayer. Let me just read those last two verses out of Hebrews 11. Verse 39, verse 40. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So now don't be discouraged today. If, if, if the thing you've been praying for has not shown up. Don't be discouraged if, if, if things are not turning out the way that you had planned for them to in faith. Part of this whole process is trusting that God knows best even when we don't get what we want. My friend John Maxwell says this in life, sometimes you win and then sometimes you learn. That's helped me a lot of times through the years. When I thought I was losing, I really was learning to trust God even more by faith I don't see it. I'm going to keep believing. I don't understand it. I'm going to keep obeying. I really don't have it, but I'm going to keep giving. I don't feel like it, Lord. Keep persisting. I'm going to go ahead and thank you in advance. I don't have it. And then, Lord, I'm just going to trust, even if I don't get what I'm thinking I should get, You know best. Last line in your notes, just close it with me. As we return to Midland Valley community, let's restore our faith in Almighty God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. A lot of you know this, but it's helped me through the years. The poet said when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, When the road you're traveling seems all uphill. When funds are low and debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh. When life's cares are pressing in just a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Success is simply failure turned inside out. The silver tent in the clouds of doubt and you never can tell how close you are. You may be near when it seems so far. So, stick to the fight when you're hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Heavenly Father, as we come back together, as we return, I pray, Lord, that today you would help us to restore our faith. Yes, our faith in you, our faith in the church, our faith in one another. Our faith in mankind, especially during this time where so many things look so bleak and uncertain. But Lord, today we know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our faith stands strong today. All things are possible in your strong name. So I just pray a blessing on everyone. Encourage everyone today. May the discouraged... Lord, right now, sense a touch of your hand and be able to walk out of here on higher ground than they came in on encouraged. Heal the brokenhearted today. And Lord, I pray that you would meet every need in this house as we give it to you right now. In faith, in faith, without faith it's impossible to please God. Let's all stand and let's restore our faith as we sing here today. I count on one thing, the same God that never fails.